Christ's command to his followers before his ascension to heaven was for them to be his witnesses in Jerusalem, all Judea, in Samaria, and to the uttermost part of the earth. Our Lord did not intend for the good news of his death and resurrection to stay local, but instead it was to be taken globally. In this third section of Acts, the adventure continues as the gospel is taken to the ends of the earth. Let's join Scott Pauley now for today's study. In our last study, we discussed how one couple can affect many people. Today, we come to Acts chapter 19, and we discover how one place can reach many places. You see, this is just the Lord's way. The Lord works in someone's life so he can work through them to affect many people. The Lord works in some place, not just for that place's good and benefit, but so that through that place, many more can hear the gospel and come to know God. The Lord works in and the Lord works through. Let's read a little bit in Acts chapter 19 today where the Bible says, It came to pass that while Apollos was at Corinth, Paul, having passed through the upper coast, came to Ephesus. Now mark that in your Bible and in your thinking. Paul comes to Ephesus. And finding certain disciples, he said unto them, Have ye received the Holy Ghost since ye believed? And they said unto him, We have not so much as heard whether there be any Holy Ghost. And he said unto them, Unto what then were you baptized? And they said, Unto John's baptism. You remember that Apollos knew John's baptism well, and Aquila and Priscilla had to explain to him that there's more to that. That's more than John. It's about Jesus. And uh, it's more than simply following these, uh, these rules. Instead, the Holy Spirit wants to come. And so they had just explained that to Apollos. Now Paul is explaining that to all of the believers, all of the seekers who were in Ephesus. The Bible says in verse 4, Then said Paul, John verily baptized with the baptism of repentance, saying unto the people that they should believe on him, which should come after him, that is, on Christ Jesus. When they heard this, they were baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. And when Paul had laid his hands upon them, the Holy Ghost came on them, and they spake with tongues and prophesied, and all the men were about twelve. Now, this is a, a very interesting portion of Scripture because it's a reminder that religion is not enough that people need a relationship with Jesus Christ, that it is not enough to know about spiritual things. Instead, you must have the Holy Spirit. Some people have mistakenly taken this as a proof text to say that people get saved, and then at some point later, they have an experience where they get the Holy Ghost. I would remind you that the book of Acts is a transitional book. This is the early stages of the New Testament church, and that there are people here who have never heard this truth to start with, but that God's pattern way, that God's principle is that when a person comes to faith in the Lord Jesus Christ, they immediately receive the person of the Holy Spirit of God. And someone else may say, well, what of this? They spake with tongues. Yes, remember that we're dealing with evidences of the gospel message in the early stages of the New Testament church, God validating his message with this miracle. And so much like in the previous chapters, God is using this as an early sign gift so that the Jewish people will understand that these Gentiles have indeed received the Holy Spirit even as they have. Verse number 8 says, And he went into the synagogue and spake boldly for the space of three months, 
disputing and persuading the things concerning the kingdom of God. Now, this is Paul's pattern. He's always going to the synagogue. It's a, it's a starting point, if you will. It's a beachhead for the gospel. It's not that it's going to stay at the synagogue, but the synagogue, unlike the temple, was not a place for worship. It was a place for religious instruction. So he's explaining the truth to them. And notice the two parts of it. Much like we found previously, he's disputing and he's persuading. Do you remember uh, earlier in Acts, we marked that he was reasoning and persuading? Same thing. Uh, He is speaking truth to their minds, and he is seeking to persuade their wills. So it's more than intellectualism. It's more than just uh, some intelligent explanation. It is that because God's truth is is reasonable. God's truth has a logical presentation, uh, but it's aiming at the heart. It is seeking to cause people to yield their will to the God of truth. The Bible says in verse 9, But when divers were hardened and believed not, but spake evil of that way before the multitude, he departed from them and separated the disciples, disputing daily in the school of one Tyrannus. And this continued by the space of two years, so that all they which dwelled in Asia heard the word of the Lord Jesus, both Jews and Greeks. And God wrought special miracles by the hands of Paul, so that from his body were brought unto the sick handkerchiefs or aprons, and the diseases departed from them, and the evil spirits went out of them. Remember, the gospel is advancing now into new regions. And every time that happened, God always validated the message with the miracles. So the idea here is that all of the amazing things that are being done are simply to attract the people to the one who is himself truth. And that's not Paul, that's Jesus Christ. Uh, This is simply an object lesson, if you will, of the truth of the gospel. Here's what I want you to see today. He spends three months uh, in the synagogue teaching, speaking. Some accept, some reject. Then he removes and he separates the disciples. This is very important. Everybody's not going to receive truth. Uh, That is why the Lord Jesus took his disciples apart so often and spoke privately to them. Everyone can't handle everything in Scripture. If you're not willing to accept the simple things, don't think you're going to understand the more complicated things. There are lots of people that won't understand the book of Revelation that won't believe the gospel. Friend, I want you to know, if you're going to understand the deep things of God, you must be willing to accept the most simple truth of the gospel. And so there's a division here between those who are true learners and those who are not. And then he takes them into a place, into a school, and he speaks to them for two years. If you follow the missionary journeys of the Apostle Paul, you know that's a long time for him to stay anywhere. So it's three months in the synagogue, and then it's two years in the school. And here's the powerful lesson from verse 10. Because he did that, all they which dwelt in Asia heard the word of the Lord Jesus, both Jews and Greeks. Do you know what Ephesus became? Ephesus became a beachhead for the gospel. What's a beachhead? In military strategy, it's a place uh, from which you launch the next offensive. Remember, we're advancing the gospel. The adventure continues. And so it wasn't just about Ephesus. It wasn't just about those gathering in the school of Tyrannus that needed this truth. No, all of Asia needed it. How were they going to get it? Uh, Some beachhead had to be established for the gospel of Jesus Christ. Why is that important? Because the only church in Asia that Paul ever visited, best we can tell, was Ephesus. And yet, from that beachhead, all of Asia 
heard the word of the Lord Jesus, all the Jews and all the Greeks. Think of that about this. The seven churches of Asia in the book of Revelation are proof of this. And it all started in Ephesus. Let's make an application to this. Just as surely as God could use one couple like Aquila and Priscilla to touch many, I want you to know God could work in one place to touch many places. Would you pray that God would make your home a beachhead for the gospel in your community? Uh, Adopt your subdivision. Take your apartment complex. Claim your street for Christ. But let your household be a gospel beachhead where you live. Would you pray that on your job, the Lord will allow you and perhaps some other believers there to establish a gospel beachhead so that everyone that works there, everyone that does business there, comes in and out there, can hear the gospel? Pray and do all you can to make your local church a beachhead for the gospel of Jesus Christ. One church can touch the world, friends. One group of believers in Ephesus could touch all of Asia Minor. Pray that God will use you right where you are and then broaden that influence so that many others can hear the word of the gospel and the truth of Jesus Christ. Establish a beachhead for the gospel where you are right now. Though no more scripture is being written, the story of the furtherance of the gospel is being written at this very moment, and we get to be part of that story. The heart of our Savior is as passionate for the lost today as it was just before he ascended in Acts 1. Will you get in on what God is doing in the world today to reach the lost with the gospel? This is why enjoying the journey exists to encourage and to equip you in the work of the gospel. Whether it is through the daily broadcast or the many resources on our website, Scott and all of us on the Enjoying the Journey team are passionate about people coming to know Christ as Savior. We pray that you truly will enjoy the journey, but we also pray that you will bring others with you on your journey of following Christ.